And welcome back, baseball fans, as we start the fifth inning of this game. We're all knotted up 3-3, three to three, and I know the feeling. Jackson was chased in the last inning. A new pitcher, the left-hander Muldoon, is in from the bullpen now as McElby comes to the plate. And I am putting the plate down as I'm starting to feel some cramping in my stomach from the chili cheese fries I ate during the break. Low and inside by the big southpaw. One ball and no strikes now on McElby. That is not the first time the chili cheese fries have gotten to me. Jackson asks for a new baseball and the umpire tosses him one. Those fries have more oil in them than an OPEC nation. Here comes the next pitch to McElby and Oklahoma, it is as high as an elephant's eye for ball two. Not that a side of fries is my biggest problem. Something is going on in my house and my wife thinks I don't know about it. Ball three, and that was so far in the dirt, it should have been in a coffin. As the catcher trots out to the mound now to calm Jackson down. Meanwhile, the the word around the neighborhood is that the guy from the dairy, the milkman, has been spending an awful lot of time at my house, even though we haven't had milk delivered there in 10 years. Jackson, ready to throw, bases loaded, no place to put McElby. I'll bet the milkman is over at the house right now. And the 3-0 pitch, and oh boy, that one was wild. Jackson loses McElby. The run comes in. I'm being played for a sucker. Jackson gets the hook. I'm going to get some antacids, so stay with us while I make a call to the house. It's four to three. And now this word from Ballpark Chili Cheese Fries. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. Please. You're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. It's love and time. Thrown like a star, my vasty fire opened my eyes to take a peek. Lisa, it's so nice to be back with you. Just then when I heard the girl demand. I don't know why this guy got so much notoriety back in the days, uh, in the day, but Donovan wrote some of the dopiest lyrics. No offense, but he did. His name is Donovan. I don't know if he had a last name or not. Uh, probably the lamest rhyme structure is from this song, Season of the Witch, Yeah. in which he... Uh, right, he puts witch, itch, ditch, stitch into the song. He left one out, one possibility out. You've got to pick up every stitch. I don't know what it would be. Slobodan Milosevic. Running in the ditch. Jock itch. Beatniks out to make it rich. I busted my trailer hitch. Yeah, but so, but he's he is now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This happened several years ago, and the reason I bring it up is because he I was die, introduced. Did he? No, no, he's alive. Can okay. you believe it? I know. We normally start the podcast. God, off you're right about that. You're right. Broke. So that yeah. when you said that, I kind of freaked out. About no, no, no. He's he's. I think he's hale and hearty, as near as I know. 
But years ago, everything was years ago. I've done nothing new. I'm just mad about saffron. Oh, saffron's mad about me. Uh, years ago, I was asked uh, to introduce Donovan at a bumbershoot appearance. Uh, and, and it was a pretty good crowd there. And, they call me mellow yellow. And all that. So I, I go out and I'm just getting ready to go on stage. And, and one of the uh, one of the people that was putting this little show together said to me, You know, something very interesting, Pat. She had a British accent. Mm-hmm. Something very interesting. We just found out. We just learned that Donovan is going has been nominated to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, that is wonderful. She's just mad about me. Yes, thrilling, thrilling. It's it's well overdue. We're we're just thrilled, thrilled. And who is she? Is handler? Or? Like a handler, yeah, some, yeah, yeah somebody yeah. backstage. Right. And just just before I'm to go on. Uh-oh. So then I go out on stage and I go, everybody, uh, I know you're here to see Donovan. I think his last name is Leach. I didn't say that, but now it's kind of coming back to me. Uh, I know you're here to see Donovan. You're not here to see me. I do want to plug our radio show. Boo, boo. Okay, forget <laughs> it. Uh, Really? No, that's, I don't remember. But so I said, that's so a let, terrible reaction to the radio show. <laughs> so yeah, I said, I so here he is. You're, you've been wanting to see him. Here he is at Bumbershoot, his very first appearance ever. Uh, I'm about to bring out Donovan, but before I do, I got a little tidbit for you, folks. Uh-oh. We just learned that Donovan has been elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here he is, Donovan, and he comes out. Sunshine came softly through my window today. Could have tripped out easy, but I've changed my way. And I go backstage, he begins to perform, and as soon as I get backstage, that same woman says to me, What have you done? Oh no, what have you done? Donovan didn't even know that he'd been elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was going to be a surprise. I said, well, I guess it was, wasn't it? Surprise! Yeah. I'll tell you right now, and a trick and a book and a baby, all that I can find. You forgot to tell me that little detail. Oh, gosh. So, uh, I hate it when people do that. Yeah. You don't. Here's the deal. When something leaves your lips... And, and you can't tell people now, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Because here's the deal. If you tell me, I'm going to freaking tell somebody. Yes. I'm that... probably going to, first of all, text you. I'm going to always tell you. If somebody... I'm a human being. Of course I'm going to tell somebody. If somebody tells me anything, I immediately text Pat Cashman. You're never going to believe what I just heard. And I will always, and I think most of my friends know that. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Hang, hang on a second. What, what's happened? What, what did you say, Pat? I'll tell you right now, and Donovan is 73 years old right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. So Patty, is Patty doing a... She's, she's my the, research. Uh, she's producing? Person. Yeah, she's production producing. Production on the... Uh, I actually have a live studio audience today. <laughs> on my end of things. I don't know about you. I don't have anybody here. It's yeah, just I me have, and the spiders. I have her and then Oliver uh, and uh, Sadie. Our two dogs are 
actually sitting in chairs surrounding me. Wow. Yeah, it's My pretty... dogs have gone off, crawled into the corner, and they're either drunk or sleeping. I don't know yeah. which of the two, but they're paying no attention to me whatsoever. Well, that's what dogs should do. Yeah. Um, so, But uh, uh, I don't know how many podcasts there are in the world now. I can't remember if the number is 60,000 or 600,000. Yeah, there's and, a lot. And that there and that there's anyone that's listening to this one when they yeah. have so many other choices. There's I, a couple. I, I just realized, you know what? I got to up my game. And I and I'm going to start uh, first of all I'm going to start uh, watching my posture because I've okay. been slum- kind of slumping a lot when I'm doing these podcasts. Really? I'm sitting up much straighter. I don't know if you can tell that. And I'm no. going to start grooming myself better. <laughs> I used to do the <laughs> Did All you right, hear both ma'am. We're gonna have to laugh? we're gonna have to throw you out, ma'am, if we have any more outbursts <laughs> like that. So when uh, you say you grooming, she said you groom yourself the way a dog licks itself. Oh, now, see that we don't need that, ma'am. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave, please. Mint dogs, take her out. <laughs> Sorry. Escort her out. This is What's gone. that dinging I can Oh, it's hearing. my dumb phone. I'm going to push it farther away. Because I'm not texting. Oh, wait a minute. Right it says now. there's a comet headed for Earth. Oh, can we great. speed this up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to start grooming myself mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> for this podcast. Again. I yeah. used to do this on the radio, and I thought I, I just got out of the habit, and, I, and so I'm going to start doing it. So, you're, wait a minute. Wait. Oh, no, not that. Yeah. Getting a little now, stubble going here. Oh, that's not the nose hair trimmer? Oh, that's coming. <laughs> ow. Ow, ow. When I did the nose hair trimmer sound effect, yeah. I used an actual sound, uh, an actual nose hair trimmer. But right. I would put it right next to the microphone with a little tiny, the edge of a piece of paper. Oh, and yeah. it made the greatest sound of snipping and clipping it. You, you couldn't have gotten a better one off of a real sound effects record. It, yeah, it made your eyes water just to listen to it. But that's another thing I think this podcast needs more of. And what? it's sound effects and music stabs. Oh. And I have well, a... I got I to gotta tell you, before you move on to that, I get yeah. so many um, comments from the few listeners that we have. <laughs> Why did you have to preface it that way? That say, just say, from know, the listeners we that, have. That say, you know, Pat is amazing how he, because I, everybody, I tell everybody, you do all the post-production. I handle the other, the other stuff, which isn't much, but you handle the, you do all the heavy lifting with the post-production, which is adding the music and, and all of that sort of stuff. So you, you are such a, um, a master at it. You're going to actually up your game on that, like Ooh. adding more yeah. stuff. Well, what? you know, I learned at the foot of, of the genius uh, guy Dustin yes. Hornby back in, back in the yeah. day. Very true. Uh, I, I really I, I, everything I know about music and how to use it uh, in the radio or on a podcast. I learned it all from him. He's this yeah. amazing, amazing guy. And uh, so uh, I'm the second generation, I guess you'd say, in that regard. But thank you for the nice words. Well, you but, do it well. So what are you planning on now? Well, I have how a little. Gonna... I, I have a handheld device I'm using today. That has a selection of about twenty different sound effects, music stabs, that kind of thing. And uh, for I'll, I'll run through the uh, 
All right. I'll run through it for you briefly here. Here's Pogo Stick. Not all of them are good. <laughs> okay, now you... that was wait, wait, Pogo wait, wait, Stick, wait. and now here is Couple in the Motel Room Next Door. All right. They sound exactly the same, Pat. Do they? They sound exactly the same. I'll be darned. Um, huh. What? So, what would you use that sound of? Like, what? What comment I can't would imagine. I make, or you would make, or some? What? When would you use pogo stick? If I was telling a story about a couple in a motel room next door, <laughs> which we do. Yeah. <laughs> which we do all the time. And then so this one. This is a good one. Way. Soap opera. Uh, drama for ex- yeah. say something provocative okay well you know take your time you were never my first you were never my first love it was Henry <laughs> you're a little that's late a, that's coming just in a on good old-fashioned you were a little late coming in on that sound was I there. yeah well yeah. you got to let the word Henry land Okay. And, I, and I was a little shocked, frankly, to hear Henry's name. And so I was that's why I was a little late with the sound effect. Okay. Yeah. Because well, I always right. well, knew that... him as, as Hank. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm already boring myself with this, but I'll, yeah. I'll have these sound effects standing by. Uh, there's applause on here. There's a burp. There's a car crash. Uh-oh. When, when you that? have a sound effects... When you have a sound effect that says, uh-oh, I'm thinking, <laughs> well, how lame is that? You can't do your own uh-oh? You need a sound effect? Well, let's hear for it. That? And see, let's see if we can uh-oh. record. Uh-oh. Now, granted, that's stupid. That's a stupid uh-oh, so it's funny. You know what's but... funny? It sounds like you, though. It sounds exactly like you. It does? Do it again. Yes. Uh-oh. Now do it. Now repeat it. Uh-oh. No, you repeat it. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, Sounds you're nothing not, like me. No, you're not doing it right. I know. Uh-oh. Uh, cash, there's applause. Applause is pretty good. Yeah, we don't need that Thank one. You. We don't need that one. We will, we'll never need that one. Donovan that, is in the Rock away. and Roll Hall of Fame, everybody. We just found out. He's, oh, I hit the wrong sound effect. There's another useless one. Fax machine. Talk about dated. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. what I thought that was the dial up for. Oh, that does sound like the dial up for uh, AOL. The computer, yeah. yeah, the old yeah. days. In the old days. Yeah. So, what have you been up to? Is there anything crazy going on in your well, life? Well, I got a I got a couple I no, no, totally boring. But I have a couple of good uh bits of good news for you, sir. Oh. Uh, well, we'll you are pro- you're probably already aware of this. You're probably aware of both of them, maybe, maybe not. But I had on our favorite television station uh, on this morning while I was doing research, extensive research for the podcast, which I do. I start usually about 48 hours before we start taping. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Wow, I and on me, me TV, which I love me some me TV. I love me some TV. Do you know uh, where I was watching the gunfighter? I guess that was called, or Have Gun, Will Travel. Yeah, yeah. All these, all these shows back then had the word gun in them. Gun yeah. Smoke, well, we, 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 The Gunslinger. Peter Gun. But yeah, Have Gun, Will Travel. Paladin, Paladin, where do you roam? It yeah, was a guy named so Richard him. Boone that was starred in, as Paladin. 
in uh, yeah. Top Gun Will Travel. Never that show not never resonated with me. It was too not a very attractive. No, not man, at all. By the was way. it? No. It looked like a horse stomped on his face, <laughs> and they said, "Okay, we're rolling." It just he looked yeah. terrible. Anyway, so I'm watching Me TV, and they announced that tonight. There's a marathon on tonight on MeTV. You want to know what it Twilight is? Twilight Zone? The Three Stooges. Oh, Do a sound effect. This could Well, I, you know what? I'm going to have to cancel my Mensa meeting. <laughs> I know. This is what always surprised me about you. You and Patty both Three Stooges fans. I never liked yeah. them. Well, I, think, I thought I they think... were dumb. I thought they were stupid. I didn't think the comedy was funny at all. You thought they were attractive, was... didn't you? <laughs> of course I did. They were breathing, weren't they? Yes. They always paired them up with women that were a yes. foot taller than them, which I always found very amusing, even as a kid. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, so I, I, I saw that. And I went. I thought of you and Patty. I thought I'm going to jump online and just look up. I'm stunned that they were around for as long as they were. So they were. An American vaudeville comedy right. team. They they were active. Ted Healy in and the Three Stooges from 1922 until 1970. Wow, that's really shocking to me. Not every member so was they, there the whole time. Um, and was it just three of them? It feels like there were five or six students. Well, it started out, and I don't have the information in front of me, but there was a, an impresario, a, another comic named Ted Healy, and so the act was Ted Healy and the Three Stooges. And it was Mo Howard and his brother Shemp Howard for a while. And then there was Curly. What happened to Larry? Curly oh. Howard. And then Larry was a different guy. Larry Fine, uh, Larry Fine was his name. Oh, I don't want any more arguments out of you. Get up that pole. Go on. Get up there, you. Oh, God. Forgot what that climbing spike. Oh, 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 my head. And so the third members would come and go. There would be... There would be Curly ah. for a while, then he left, and then Shemp came on, and Shemp left to just pursue a solo career for a while. Then he came back, and then late in the later years, there was a guy called Curly Joe Dorita, I think. Uh, and and then there was yet a another Curly replacement whose name escapes me, and I'm embarrassed that I know even that much about the Three Stooges. Okay, well, I, I can't what cite I have. Uh, Mo, three uh, Shakespearean plays off the top of my head. Mo Howard, Shemp Howard, Larry Fine, Curly Howard, Joe Besser. Joe Besser, that's Curly, what I was trying to think Curly of. Joe Dorita. Who was the guy that didn't talk? Um, <laughs> uh, what are you that was that didn't talk That was President Larry's Calvin with... Coolidge. <laughs> uh, no, you're, no. you're uh, I think, conflating the Marx Brothers with the three students. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's right. Okay, Harpo. see, I get the moment. Harpo, there you yeah. go. Well, so anyway, so yeah, Three Stooges Marathon on tonight. Mm. What do you find so appealing and funny about these men? Boy, and that's they poke a, each other in the eye and they good... slap each other on the head and they sock each other in the stomach yeah. and stomp each other on the foot. Yes. What's so funny about all that? Reminds me of a UN meeting gone bad. <laughs> I don't know. As a kid, when you're a kid, you you like stuff like that. It's broad, broad slapstick. Uh, yes. But. Um, and unfortunately, and I remember this so well that they would have uh, local kid show hosts would come on, and many times they would carry the Three Stooges. He said, "Okay, kids, it's time for another Three Stooges," and we would go and watch that. But they would often warn the kids when they would come back to say, 
Now, look, kids, don't really try to saw your brother's head with an actual saw. And you can't hit somebody over the head with a hammer. Uh, you just and you can't poke them in the eyes. Right. And they, they'd have to actually admonish kids who would, of course, they're going to want to replicate what they just saw. One of the things that always amused me was that if if you hit like, like if you hit Shemp, let's say, on the head, it would be a sound like metal on metal. Oh implying that their head was made out of metal. So the sound effects really made it. It it if you turned the sound effects off, it wouldn't seem nearly as violent and crazy as it does. The sound effects yeah. add everything. That doink when they're Poking each other in the eyes. Can you imagine how many kids got eye injuries from watching the Three Stooges? Did you and your brothers try to like oh, recreate? Oh, of course. Oh, yes, all the time. <laughs> I know that was a dumb question. And we would talk like them. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> now we would do that all this all the time, and I know every every kid in town would. <laughs> It's so dumb. It's really dumb. I'm I'm more amused by you telling me about why you're amused by the Three Stooges than I actually am by watching a well, three. I don't think I've ever sat through an entire Three Stooges movie or, I don't know, did they have a TV show? I don't know. I have no uh, idea. They had, uh, they, these were called shorts and they would be, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know how long they were, 12 minutes, 15 maybe, something like that. And uh, and yeah. the uh, the music was always the same. Na, 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 na. Three blind mice for some reason. Oh right, I remember yeah. that. And then, okay. then they'd always just they'd they'd get jobs they were ill suited for a lot of the times. <laughs> or they so it's typical fish out of water. Yes, uh, they'd, plot they'd line con their them, way into getting works, yeah. gigs that yeah. they didn't belong in. They're being chased around by monsters and ghosts a lot. But the Three Stooges sort of endure. I mean, I'm thinking about it. You talk about the Marx Brothers. Um, I don't know if the current generation is as uh, well-versed in the Marx Brothers or Charlie Chaplin or uh, Abbott and Costello. But the right. Stooges, because of these marathons, they're always on someplace. You can yeah. turn... The TV on, and you'll almost always be able to find the Stooges somewhere. TBS, uh, MeTV, uh, I don't know, maybe Comedy Central. They, they just have never go gone away. And the thing about the Stooges is, listen to me, just prattling on. But I think the Stooges made a total of $14 for all their years of work. I mean, these guys got paid nothing. Really? Yeah, they'd do a short, I read, and they'd get... 50 bucks, 75 bucks per short back in the early days. Yeah, but back then in the 1920s, that might have, and 30s, that might have been better, decent you know, money back then, dollars. but they were never, you know. Right. Someone, a friend of mine once said, Do you think the Three Stooges ever rejected a script? What do you mean? Are you, are you thinking about that? In other words, <laughs> they, that they said, Oh, oh. no. No, no, that's not that, nearly good enough. We, no, we, yeah, we, we, we would, would never do that. That no. would embarrass us. All right, and then the second piece of good news that I have uh, that you 
probably already know is that uh, there is a movie coming out in October, and it is called El Camino, and it is a the Breaking Bad movie starring Aaron Paul. Vince Gilligan is has written it, directed it. It has already been shot. It was completed in oh. secrecy; nobody knew about it. And it's all done. Well, thanks for blowing no, that. No, now everybody's coming out October and October, couple couple months. Uh oh. Well, that could be good. It could not. No, nah, if if Vince Gilligan, the writer and director, is uh, steering the ship, then it's you know it's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, I I was not a believer in this idea of Better Call Saul. I thought, eh, a peripheral character that was kind of comedic. And I'm not going to settle for that. I I love the original sh- uh, Breaking Bad too much, and I won't I won't lo- I won't like this show. But it, darned if it's not really great in its own different way. Yeah, Better Call Saul so. is I think uh, in its fifth season now. So yeah. um, I'm, I need yeah. to catch up. I don't believe I've seen all of season four, but yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Bob Odenkirk is the star of. Right. He plays the part of Saul, and he has a, a varied history. Part of it as a writer. Yeah, he was a comedy and for writer. Some of the time, on the Saturday uh, Saturday Night Live, and he he wrote, which is perhaps one of my all time top five sketches uh, on the Saturday Night Live. And and part of the reason it's one of my top five is because uh, Chris Farley is my all time oh, favorite so performer. Gifted. Gosh, and he and it's it's the so one about gifted. the motivational speaker. Yes. In a van down by the river, uh, uh, it just kills me every time. It just yeah. made me would fall out of my yeah. chair. Well, let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Chris Farley was so cute, so yeah. funny, yep. and so physical. He was just fantastically mm-hmm. hilarious so mm-hmm. but bob odenkirk actually penned that bit so yeah well at any rate so this new movie that'll be out it really picks up where <clears throat> the story left off after uh, the the last episode of breaking bad and if you haven't seen that you just need to go netflix all of it and oh well, yeah it. that's right but uh it well ended- i don't think it's a, a spoiler alert to realize that, that the secondary character jesse uh does drive away at the end of the movie he yeah he was the main character doesn't yeah well walter white doesn't meet such a happy end although you you don't know a hundred percent that his character died you know he did why everybody wants so badly for him not to have died but he oh i know (laughs) his own machine gun i that was the best part of that machine gun he rigged up in that trunk of his car that was just awe-inspiring. But that's the thing that killed him, his own machine gun. So, yeah. and then Jesse Pinkman gets away, and everybody, you know, I mean, you could make the argument that Walter White was trying to rescue Jesse, didn't think he should have to have meet the, yeah. that fate, and so Jesse yeah. drives. So this is where the movie picks up, is what, what, happens, Good. what happens to Aaron Paul after he escapes. I have no idea where he is. Don't know where he's headed either. North, south, west, east, Mexico, the moon. I don't have a clue. But yo, even if I did, who wouldn't tell you? Because I've been watching the news, same as everybody else. I've seen that little cage of his they kept him in. 
I heard about what all they did to him to make sure he kept cooking. So sorry. I don't know what to tell you. No way I'm helping you people put Jesse Pinkman back inside a cage. That is good. You know, another movie that's about to come out, it sounds wonderful, and it sounds to me like it'll probably be Oscar-worthy. Uh, Tom Hanks is playing the part of Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. In a, not a documentary, but a, a yeah. film mm-hmm. uh, about Fred Rogers and yeah. Mr. Rogers' TV show and stuff. Hello, neighbor. Hey, I'm looking for Fred Rogers in here. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Is there anything Tom Hanks can't do? Gosh. No, he's one of those actors that it, you don't even have to know what the movie is. If he's in it, I'm going to watch it. I went back just for the fun of it uh, last week. I mean, I do this every once in a while. I get on old movie kicks, and I just remember loving Big so much. And I, the Penny Marshall film, and I rented that again. And I'll, I'll be darned. It is just the most delightful film. Tom Hanks good. is so fantastic in it. Um, I just if you get a chance, watch it again. It's it's wonderful. Robert Loggia is in it. Um, Elizabeth McGovern is in it. It's just a fantastic movie. So it was just delightful. He's so good. Look, I know I don't look like myself, okay? But something really strange happened, and I'm really scared. I need you to help me, my best friend. I can prove it to you. The space goes down, down, baby, down, down the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet, don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar, shimmy, shimmy, rock. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar, shimmy, shimmy, rock. I met a girlfriend, a tusky. She said a tusky, a biscuit, ice cream, soda, pop, no. Who's your leader? Walked down the street, ten times a week. I met it, I said it, I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool, I'm hot, suck you in the stomach three more times. Josh? Glad it held up for you. Uh, yeah. So often I find that I go back, well, especially with old TV shows. Yeah, that's true. I know they're what you're just not say. good. I know. You thought, yeah. why, why did I think this was yeah, good? It's not. I know. Uh, and uh, once in a while, a movie will disappoint you. I remember when the movie, and you might recall this film, Chariots of Fire, came out. Yeah. It had that Vangelis music in it. Yep. And it was about based on a true story about uh, Olympians and uh, and uh, runners, mm-hmm. probably in the 1920s. I don't remember the the time frame, but I remember seeing that movie in the theater, and I was just knocked out by it. And I I left the theater thinking, this is the greatest film I have ever seen. This is fantastic. Oh my God, what a great film! <laughs> I gotta see this again. Mm-hmm. So about a month goes by, I go back to the theater, it's still playing. Didn't do a thing for me the second time around. Really? It was okay. 
It was okay. I just guess maybe it was my frame of mind the first time I saw it or whatever. Uh, and, and I wouldn't, uh, I would say, I wouldn't say to somebody, no, don't watch that. That thing's a, a real turkey. But it just didn't knock me out or even come close to it the second time around. Hmm. Sometimes movies will do that. Do you think it's just to your your state of mind at the moment? Or yeah. I, I really do think it has a lot to do with what your emotions are doing, where you're at in life, what speaks to you. Uh, this is why movies get such wildly different reviews because people have different expectations and they have different exactly. needs going into yeah. a movie or, or a show. And I think you're right. It just kind of depends. Maybe last week I was just, I had a need for feeling um, the comfort of, of, of the 80s. I, you know, I've all often told you that's my favorite decade, the 80s, and I, I just needed to feel com- comforted. So I rented the movie and it did, did its job. Now, maybe tonight... I can't. I don't want to watch that. Maybe tonight I want to watch the Three Stooges. Hey, um, do you, um, well, I know you, uh, you've made no secret of it that you occasionally will have a little of the, uh, the pot. The pot. Yes. yes. I had a little of the pot last night, in fact. Are you having some right now? No, I typically don't have the pot in the day. I usually, um, depending on how my day's gone, I usually will have the pot at night. And I usually won't have it till I know I'm about an hour or two away from going to bed because that's what the pot does to me. It makes me very glad I know just came from Colombia. She smiled because I did not understand. She held out some marijuana, uh-huh. She said it was the best in all the land. And I said, no, 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 I don't smoke it no more. I'm tired of waking up on the floor. No, thank you, please, it only makes me sneeze. Then it makes it hard to find the door. Well, I, you know, I'm a newbie to this whole thing. To the pot? Thing. And to the, the pot. The marijuana cigarettes? To, the marijuana cigarettes, and and uh, I generally I'm I'm finding it delightful <laughs> at bed at bedtime like you, because yeah. if I get the right strain, I, it just gives me an unbelievable light show. Oh, it's just. And I can't figure it out. I don't honey, know how don't, the human brain honey, works. I don't think you're having the pot. I think you're dropping acid. I think you got your drugs. It mixed. feels like that, <laughs> which I've never had. I don't but think I, the it, pot makes. I've never seen colors with the pot ever. Oh yes. Oh my yeah. God. I, it's hard for me to explain it, but these images sometimes they be cartoon images, um, other things, and they're changing really rapidly. And I'm thinking, the, I'm looking at things I've never seen in my life. I'm certain of it. I've never seen any of these things before. How much of the pot are you having? And so having? I'm just thinking, what? How, how did this get into my brain? Where's this coming from? Oh. How can I? How can I see things I've never seen before? Just huh. in my head, it's crazy. And so that's the excitement of it for me. It's saying, gee, I wonder what I'm going to see tonight. <laughs> I mean, I really that's, get genuinely excited. I don't do it very often. That's slippery but, slope, my friend. <laughs> uh, I know. You're right. It's it's a gateway to something no else, isn't it? Yeah. You be careful, okay? I don't want to have to call an intervention. Wanda is a woman. She works down the hall. Shows up on time. She liked balls to the wall. She went out to lunch with her high school friends. About three hours later, 
But we're using these vape pens, and and I've been reading lately oh, that yes. people are getting kind of concerned about the safety of this yeah. vaping thing. Right. Uh, a lot of new research says e-cigarettes, uh, blood vessel damage, yep. uh, people are having breathing problems from it, and chest pain and fatigue and coughing and all of that, and maybe they're maybe they're overdoing it. I don't know. But th- this I think has more to do with cigarettes. Than it does have to do with the pot. Well, the the studies are saying. I mean, the nicotine. In the other nicotine words. is part of it. THC is the other part of it. Um, yeah. Which is exactly why I have I eat I do edibles now. I don't even do the pot any other way. I just I bake up the most delicious brownie but muffin bites you've ever had. Oh. And really? uh, yeah, I bake a big. My. Uh, you gotta have you gotta have the pot butter to do it, and that's a whole process that I can't even get into on how to make can of butter. That I had to have my bookkeeper teach me how to, and I won't name her name because she listens to the podcast. She would just have a cow if I said her name. But she's the one who taught me how to make can of butter. Well, that Dolores Jenkins. Don't, don't say her name. I just, I just made don't that name up. Don't say her name. But um, it, it and it's expensive because you have to get the you have to get the the pot oil to make the pot butter and then you make all this butter and you freeze it and I've got all this pot butter in my freezer, <sighs> but it's really good. It's like the it's really good. It's like the kettle calling the pot high. <laughs> something like saying. that. Something like yeah. that. But yeah, I've heard the. Well, you know a lot more about it than I do. I'm like I said, I'm a total rookie on this thing and i don't know what i'm doing well, i just eat a pot my, uh, the problem with edibles is this it's not immediate so you have to be very careful you're like now you're telling you're me. like all of a sudden you're like you like eat when you yeah. go and then you're like 20 minutes later you're like this isn't do- this is not doing any this i don't yes. feel i'm not feeling whoa Whoa, I learned the hard whoa, way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then all of a sudden it kicks in. Good sense, ill sense, crippling mankind. Dead kings, many things I can't define. Okay, it's buzz, right, it's buzz of your mind. In the sense of compliments, the color of time. What kind of, what kind of offspring do you think uh, a, a parent would have that would purposely try to trick their father, let's say, into having a couple of edible candies. I would... And just tell them, no, these are just uh, jawbreakers, Dad. Help you, you just, just suck on them. They're great. I'm telling you... I would say your I children had, are those type of people. Oh, my God. I, I, I Seriously, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was having a heart attack. No. I went to bed. Uh, I was, My chest was pounding. I was seeing those crazy images like I'm telling you about times 10. Uh-oh. And it's just my heart was racing. I thought, oh my God, I, I am going to die. I'm I'm about to check out. Uh, that uh, and it's the same thing. Like you said, it just snuck up on me. I thought, I'm fine. Yeah. I didn't even know what they'd slip me. Yeah. And, That's uh, nice and, of your uh, children to try to kill you. Oh my. Well, yeah. You could kill. You could kill your own parent for your little hijinks. <laughs> yeah. And, but the joke will be on them because there's zero inheritance coming. <laughs> right. 
yeah you got to be careful with that stuff so yeah so the vaping is getting yeah it is not uh but it's still i don't think people need to go into a panic quite yet because they're there's still a lot that they haven't figured out like what exactly is the what's in the vaping solution it's not it might be the the vegetable oil they use who knows what what's actually going in there yeah they they the article i read says that researchers think something called glycerol yep. mm-hmm. and propylene glycol are the these are the core ingredients mm-hmm. in this stuff besides obviously water mm-hmm. that can irritate the blood vessel lining and then and that affects how they contract like they're supposed to contract right. and expand and uh, so they're not entirely sure why, but it but the effect is one of mounting concern. So something to think about. Yeah. This health and science stuff, it, I try to avoid it as much as I can because it just makes me worry. Yeah, and it's con- but, always contradictory. Like one week yeah. you'll read, oh my Coffee's god, yeah, great. Co- no, not yeah, coffee. No, don't you drink can't coffee. drink coffee. That. That's gonna kill you tomorrow. And then don't drink any red wine. Yeah. Oh no, red yeah, wine's great. Yeah, and yeah. have it with coffee and chocolate. Oh god, no. Well, here's something. Not. Here's something I knew would worry you. What? Uh, parts of the United States, uh, where, especially in a hurricane alley. What? Uh, researchers examined more than 200 colonies of a particular oh, kind of spider. La, 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 yep. What? And uh, <gasps> these colonies are relatively docile in some this. cases. Yes. But others uh, are much more aggressive than they've ever been before. About 75% of the colonies survived the storm. And the more aggressive ones were more likely to survive the storm because they outcompeted other spiders for food and stuff. And so, you know what? That's just not as sea levels rise because of uh, this. Another effect of climate change. Yeah, uh, we're going to get more spiders, and they're going to get meaner. Why? Why would you even say that to me like that? You said and it with a little, like there was a little tinge of. In there, like no, 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 no glee. You kind of okay. did. I, I'm just concerned that they are seem to be located in the uh, northwestern part of the no, United States. No, they aren't. States. We don't get hurricanes here for now. And but, uh, uh, and uh, because they're moving from the hurricanes to the Pacific Northwest and uh, suburban areas of Seattle in particular. Legs on my my. The hair on my legs is standing up on end right now. <laughs> so yeah, but it's I read that article too, and I'm thinking, gosh, you know, if a hurricane can't kill a spider, really, <laughs> we're doomed. If the if yeah. hurricanes just make spiders more pissed off and hungry, that's another great reason I don't want to live down down the east. Well, that's why more and more people are moving to Alabama because hurricanes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, so. You know, I read uh, an article speaking of, you gave me a really good book, and this has nothing to do with the article, but. I did? Yeah, it's called The the, Uninha- <coughs> the Uninhabitable. Sorry, I was just vaping. The Uninhabitable Earth, Life After Warming by David Wallace Wells. Very good book, but boy, if, you, if you're in the mood for a scary book, just pick this one up because it will freak your freak out about uh, climate crisis. And then this article. Uh, talked about uh, the heat waves that are coming in the next couple of decades. Do you think you'll be around for another 10, 20 years? Because if so... Mm, not not likely. If so... That's why I want to record as many of these podcasts in advance okay. as we can. If so, uh, there were some studies done. Some scientists did some studies. Yes. And they are uh, concerned that the, that the heat index is going to be off the chart. Um, you know, 100, 100 degree 
plus days are going to be more than double nationally by mid-century. So about 250 cities are going to endure a month or more of days in 100 degree plus. Now, we had a pretty mild... And, and you're believing that. Yeah, I do you, believe, You're believing that. I, you, what do you... That's a hoax. What do you, <laughs> what do you mean? This global warming thing's all a hoax. I just, I don't think it is. But here's... Hey, it's a good thing uh, that, uh, you know, I know uh, Governor Jay Inslee of Washington State is now dropped out of the presidential race, but I think he, I think he did what he needed to do. I think he got the job done mm-hmm. raising climate change as the premier issue. Yeah. Uh, because everything else flows from it. Yeah. Uh, every other issue you can think of is a part of, I mean, immigration. That's why people are moving north because they're they're frying yeah, down in some exactly. of these southern and they climbs they, in. they say that temperatures may go well beyond the heat index. The upper limit right now is 127 degrees and they don't know what to do because the human body was not even meant to withstand that. Like even at, at like 105 degrees, something relatively low. Um, in terms of, of 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 hotness, even then the bo- body start the your body starts to heat up even to the point where it can't cool itself. So they're like, well, I don't know what we're gonna do if it gets to be 127 degrees. Everybody's just gonna fry. They're gonna burst into flames. So that's that's that body heat index just makes my blood boil. <laughs> yeah, well, you got that to look forward to in the next it. couple. So yeah, okay. So now between the spiders and the heat, I'm gonna need to go have some pot. So do you want to yeah. wrap up and- with a joke? Yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, I will. And, and, you know, I had two jokes I thought were pretty meritorious, so I decided, why not do them both? Really? You, you okay don't want to, you don't want to, like, that's like having two cookies left. You don't want to just save one for tomorrow? You want to um, eat them both tonight? I'm, I'm going to do three jokes. I just saw another oh, one geez. that I kind of like. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're not all tremendous, but I think they're all... They all made the cut. All right. Here we go. A Jewish man was seeing a psychiatrist for an eating and sleeping disorder. And he said, I am so obsessed with my mother. As soon as I go to sleep, I start dreaming and everyone in my dreams turns into my mother. I wake up in such a state that all I can do is go downstairs and eat a piece of toast. And the psychiatrist says, what? Just one piece of toast for a big boy like you? Yeah, I, re- I now regret that one. I don't understand okay. it. It's distinctly Jewish humor. Oh, okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Here, oh my here we God. go. A salesman from Budweiser. You know, they're the beer people. Yes. I'll localize this joke a little more. A salesman from I don't know uh, Red Hook okay. goes to the Vatican to get an audience with the Pope. And he finally gets that audience, and he says, Holy Father, I'm prepared to give you $10 million to change the words of the Lord's Prayer from give us this day our daily bread to give us this day our daily beer. And the Pope says, I'm afraid I can't do that. All right. How about $50 million? The Pope refuses again. And the salesman said, All right, a hundred million dollars. You change the words of the Lord's Prayer to give us this day our daily beer. I'm sorry, I cannot do that. So the salesman says, Okay, all right, fine. Here's my card. Call me if you change your mind. 
As soon as the salesman leaves, the Pope gets on the phone and says, Yes, Monsignor, it's me. Now, tell me, when does our contract with General Mills expire? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. All right. Fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. And this is the closing joke of uh, this podcast, and I think the strongest of the three. Okay. I'm gonna need to hit. Uh, I'm gonna need to hit a home run here because those those first two. Uh, you know what you might uh, want to do, Pat? We're pop flies. Where's your little um, your little sound effects oh, yeah. machine? You're right. There should be some laughter on here. <laughs> because, I mean, look, and applause. Mm, Can you hit them both at the same the time? Applause. I don't see any laughter. Oh, that's, that's that's disappointing. Well, I guess I'll have to settle for applause. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. But maybe there's some other so points a guy, in the there's a, some other parts of the joke where you can augment it with some sound effects maybe. All right. So a young minister was is asked by a funeral director to conduct a graveside service for a homeless man with no family or friends. Mm. So as the young minister is traveling to do this service, he stays in a motel room and here's coming from next door. <laughs> he ignores that. And the next day, he goes to the cemetery and it's way back in the country. I mean, it is way, way out there, backwoods. And the minister gets lost trying to find the cemetery. But finally, he sees a backhoe in the field and the grave diggers are standing by, but there's no hearse in sight. So he dashes over to the grave and he sees the vault lid was already in place. So he opens up his Bible and he begins to preach and he preaches about God's mercy and he preaches about the parable of the prodigal son and he preaches about the hope of the resurrection and then he bows his head in prayer and one of the workers said, you know, I never seen anything like this before. And I've been putting in septic tanks for 20 years. <laughs> All right. That's our process. There you go. Sunshine came softly through my window today. Could have tripped out easy, but I changed my ways. It'll take time, I know it. But in a while You're gonna be mine I know it You'll do it in style Cause I made my mind up You're going to be mine I tell you right now I made my mind up You're going to be mine I tell you right now I made my mind up Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.